1: Cubs Chat is brought to you by all of our Sun Ranto Patreon supporters. Find out more about how you can listen early and ad-free at patreon.com slash sunranto. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash s-o-n-r-a-n-t-o. Become a patron today for as little as a dollar. And support Cubs Podcasting! Here's the show. All right, I think I've got it so that we're all, I'm in the room, and hey, everybody, happy, what what the hell day is it, Friday night? I suppose it is. Um, Cubs got, lost a, not a heartbreaker. I don't think anybody really expected that we were going to win that game, but, um, you know, it was it, I don't think too many people were awake at midnight, too, when they almost came back. And we had uh, one of those, uh, I believe they, they call a patented Cubs fake rally. Um, so I, I had a good time. I'm painting my house just a little bit about what's going on with me right now. I'm not painting my whole house, but I'm painting the living room. and. So I, I mean I'm I always do it when my fiance is gone and in Cincinnati staying with her mom, because then I can just like move all her shit around and like and put it back and uh, I don't, and she won't get mad about what I'm doing <laughs> so. Uh, I do it it, so and I like doing it by myself it's like you know just a couple times a year I'll do like massive manual labor and watch a bunch of YouTube videos but anyway I was been listening to music and thinking about the Cubs and I did it last night listening to that game on the radio I had Pat Hughes on the entire time and uh, well except for the fifth inning but um, you know just kind of kind of nice you know they were reminiscing about 2016 and being at dodger stadium and i i was there so i was you know sitting there doing cleaning everything up and getting it ready to getting the walls ready to paint and spackling and things like that and listening to that and remembering those times you know so um i wanted to wait for uh infield fly girl to show up uh she's gonna kind of co-host this with me but I she might be having trouble getting in uh oh wait she's uh texting me joining from my car but I'm joining she's having a trouble finding a place there's a, a security alarm going off where she works and she's like I can't do it here and so um understandable I we I appreciate that we'd have to just mute her the entire time oh here she is all right I have to invite you to co-host I, I have invited you to co-host. Um so uh anyway, I don't know how if you guys watched this game last night, it didn't seem like Twitter was too active. But um either way I was I mean I I was having a good time. Uh, I wanted to talk about a couple of things. I jotted down a couple of things I was thinking about. This is going to be loosey-goosey, and I want to invite everybody to be able to speak because that's kind of why I like doing these is because I get to hear from you guys and uh, you, you hear about your Cubs fandom and like what's going on in your minds because there's always something enlightening because even though I look and think about this all the time, there's obviously it, it's hard to know everything. So, but I think... Uh, Infield Fly, you're in here. I have I'm here. Hey, from the car. You don't sound half bad, actually. Oh, good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, sometimes it's just like nothing but road noise. But, uh, yeah, uh, good news. Marcus Stroman is starting tomorrow. I thought we could start there with just like the breaking news of that Stroman's back. Um, and... I I mean we haven't really seen much of him and I don't I, I mean I don't know Every, everybody always sucks their first year as a cub it's yeah, just like what they do uh,
2: yeah. his his rehab start didn't go fantastic um, but sh- you know he's he's good at what he does I'm I'm not terribly worried about him long term uh I think you know, he'll probably be on a short leash coming back anyway. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing him do good things.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't terrible. I, well, the last time he went out was terrible. I'm looking at his game logs right now four innings pitched, 10 hits, nine runs versus St. Louis, which is just embarrassing. <laughs> He didn't manage to strike out seven, but he gave up three home runs. So, I don't know. You take the good, you take the bad there. But before that, he had been pretty good. And the entire month of May, he went seven innings twice, five. And in those two seven-inning starts, he gave up no runs. Right. Um, he, he was pitching to contact. He only gave up one home run in the entire month of May. Yep. And then in, and then in one game against St. Louis, he got pantsed. So, um Yeah, so maybe that was like, you know, when you find out later that the guy was dealing with something, and that's why. Yeah, I think that might be what that start was with St. Louis. He's so talented. He was just getting ramped up, and then this. Um, That was never the knock on him either. He was always known as kind of like, uh, you know, battle-worn. Like, he's taken over 200 innings twice, but Mm -hmm. the last time he did it was 2017 he had one hundred eighty three innings in twenty nineteen, and then twenty twenty didn't play because of COVID. And last year he went one seventy nine with the Mets, which, like this day and age, is like freaking A Walter yeah. Matthews, yeah, exactly. It's like Walter Johnson era. It's like um, so. Anyway, I am um, excited to have him back. I, I think he loves the, the the big stage, and I don't know. Here is my question though to you about him coming back if he had been healthy this entire time. If Kyle Hendricks was not facing his second IL stint of the year, if Wade Miley and Smiley were actually in this rotation, like, is this team actually contending right now? And I know that's a lot of what ifs, but, you know, I'm just wondering people's opinion. And please request to speak if you have an opinion.
2: That is a lot of if. Gosh, that is so much if. That is that is an entire like that's just it's just a lot of if, and what what if it's half if? I give me your hat. I I don't know. It's you know, there's. I mean, half the teams get in now, and this is. I mean, I'm enough of a delusional Cubs fan to believe that anything can happen, and as long as. You know the elimination number is bigger than the number of games left, but I'm or small or whatever numbers. I don't care. Um, I I don't know. I I want to think that you know it, there could be some chaos universe where everything goes right and the Cubs win the World Series in 2022. But I don't know, man. It's a lot of if.
1: Well, and yeah, it's a lot of if because there's no depth on the team. So like you fall off real hard where you look at the Dodgers injuries right now. It's like they've got a bunch of starting pitchers that are on the IL and they still have five other guys that have ERAs under three that can just go up there and like carve up any team in the major leagues. And so it's really about that. Now they've got some kind of magic wand that they – wave down at Albuquerque and get these guys to overperform because, like, even Gonsolin, who we saw last night, is, like, a seventh-round pick out of St. Mary's or something. He's, like, got some secret sauce over there. But, um, you know, I so it it really is kind of a depth play. And, I mean, I don't know how many – I mean, I – so take all those ifs and, like, cut them in half. And I'm just saying, like, was this a bad – like, I don't know – People give Jed a lot of crap because it's just like, oh, Rickus doesn't spend. Well, it's not acceptable. It's 150 million, 150 million or something like that. And then, but at the same time, like, did they kind of try? <laughs> like, I mean, like I, I'm just I, wondering it, if I can't give him too much shit.
2: You know, I think that early on in the season, we were honestly asking the question, is this Cubs team good? You know, before we took that really big, huge skid. Uh, but I mean, they, I have a hard time seeing what the long-term plan is, if there is one. And it seems like every other day, uh, the the window gets pushed further and further back. Um,
1: it's in it's AAA. I mean, the future, I mean, they're already doing it. Yeah. Like, they're going on talk radio here in Chicago. I don't know if you... Uh, hear any of that but they go on and they're like oh yeah PCA he's already got a name P. Crow Armstrong he's already got a he's already initial guy he's like Cher already Uh, you know we already got nicknames for him and uh, you know all the the games
2: on Marquee Network now which I think is good I think it's I'm I'm glad that they're doing that I love watching minor league baseball Um, it, it probably shouldn't over you know it probably shouldn't be the focus over the major league team um, I don't know.
1: Well, th- they've got us falling in love with these guys. I mean, it's very much by design. Yeah. I mean, first of all, Marquis needs something to show and it is right that they would show the minor league. Sure, sure, sure. uh, but, but it's, it's more that I feel like it's like a dog and pony show a little bit that, you know, they're going out there uh, already and they're like, Oh, excitement's coming. Every, every single one of our dudes is going to hit. And it's like kind of a hype machine. Right. And it's, and the only thing that makes me feel like that is dangerous is because they put Chris Bryant on a billboard right outside of Wrigley fields with his giant big blue eyes and handsome face. They put him on a billboard before he even played a game at Wrigley field. And so I'm afraid, you know, that they're going to like this hype machine is going to like, cause it's all about the tickets, like right. get excited about this guy, get excited about that guy. And You know, it's just – which I'm fine with. Like, I like getting excited. Like, that's why we watch. Right. To get excited. But we'd also like to win and not just, like, get excited about a guy here and there. Maybe get some, you know, proven major league talent like the Dodgers. Like, we're looking at it in our face. You know, like, they went out and signed Freddie Freeman. They retained their uh, awesome starting pitcher, Clayton Kershaw, who will keep coming back and being an, and be awesome. They yep. retained Justin Turner, Turner, or they went out and got him to the Mets back in the day. They just sign Mookie Betts. They just sign everybody they can, and they try to win all the time. And um, you know, and that's not what's going on here. And not so, only that, uh, but I mean, re-
2: like when they find good players, they just like keep them for as long as they're good, at least. I I mean, like. Like who's buying a Cubs jersey with a name on it right now? You, yes, me—the <laughs> one who is bizarrely obsessed with the Quad A weirdos. Like,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it is—it is an Ortega jersey off the rack, so I—I I do uh, give you that. So I've got—we got David Elliot in the room. He requested to speak, and uh, David, what's on your mind, my
4: man? Hey, hey, Danny. Hey, I Hi. Hey, uh,
0: you
4: know, my thought on the season is, you know, it's the people, it's the folks that came up through the organization internally that are performing and the ones we're excited about. Like it's not really the guys that they brought in. It's not the VRs and the Andrelton Simmons and the, uh, Jan Gomeses that are, and even like the pitching wise, you know, uh, Stroman's been hurt, and we haven't seen much of Wade Miley or Drew Smiley. And it's, you know, it's the Keegan Thompson's and the Justin Steele's and the Morels and the guys they are bringing up the minors that we're excited about. So that's why it feels like so much of is a wash. Cause it's like, well, if we were stuck with all of these guys that we brought in as free agents, we, we, I feel like it'd be terrible. And then all of a sudden, all these guys got hurt. And now we get to see the young guys and we're like, Hey, maybe it we'll won't be so bad. Like, I still don't think we're it's, gonna... it's,
1: it... David, that's funny because it's almost like it's a- accidentally what? entertaining. That, like they were gonna go with like a veteran squad and just get through twenty twenty two, but instead, all those veterans have injuries, and <laughs> so they're they accidentally show us talent yeah. that maybe they didn't even know they
4: had. I, I no, I think that's exactly right.
2: And as a fringe benefit, I get to watch a whole lot of PJ Higgins baseball. <laughs>
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. No.
1: And and let's talk about P. I mean, we can, I want to get into morell a little bit because he's like the big star of, of the of the crew of the new guys. But like, let's hear it for PJ. He has
5: I been mean, so good. I'm so proud.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, what's your background with PJ? Because you you go back with PJ, like as in you've been following his career since before he was uh, really up with the team, or what?
2: He's like my perennial dude. I root for in spring training. You know, yeah, he's
1: been around for a couple of years, like
2: yeah. two years. It. At- Two at least. least. Uh, Gosh, two, maybe three. I'm not really sure. Um, I always pick a favorite or two in spring training. Uh, Ian Happ was one of my spring training dudes. But, yeah, man, it's so cool to see him hitting well and, and, you know, getting some real playing time. It's awesome.
1: Well, he's not qualified as a, you know, a hitter to be, like, in the league leaders. But he is leading the team in OPS, although in only 67 at-bats. Um, he's got three dogs uh, with a 373 OBP, so he's getting on base. He's got an 895 OPS, yeah, four yeah. double, four doubles, even a triple for a catcher. That's impressive. Willie's only got one triple, yeah. um, so I mean he's he's up here performing, and it's a bit of a surprise. Now here's the question though: so is this is PJ Higgins playing well? another, like, kind of, I guess, fire under Wilson Contreras' ass right now, like, contractually, because, I mean, I don't, I mean, P.J. Higgins, like Wilson Contreras, is kind of coming out of nowhere.
2: That is true. It's true. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, I mean, I think, realistic. if I'm the Cubs, I'm keeping Wilson Contreras for the rest of forever, um, but they don't have my brain or my... Priorities. So maybe, um, or you know, like I would consider shopping PJ around possibly. But then, who do you have backing up after that? It depends on what their plan is over the next couple of years. uh, And I honestly don't know what that is.
1: Unfortunately, I I think it's Frank Schwindel after that. (laughs) So it's behind behind
4: PJ. It's Miguel Amaya.
2: But right, but he's, heart. Really, yeah. he's yeah, been it out for a hard. year. He's got a yeah, lot exactly. of catching up to do.
4: Well, we got Pat in the
1: room, too. Pat's got something to say. He, you look like you're doing karate on the shore in your avatar. Pat, do you want to yeah. come yeah. on in? What's going yeah,
6: on, man? How's it going, guys? Um, Good. You know, How are you? Doing all right. Uh, I think the biggest thing is, like, You know, Marcus Stroman said or gave an interview earlier this week about them being, what, one or two players or two additions away for next year to be right back in this. And, you know, that does get farther away if you trade Hap and Contreras, and now you're talking about four signings away. And it's nice seeing all these little guys, or not little guys, but the guys come up from the uh, minor leagues and, you know, contribute, as David said just a minute ago. And there's been some growth, but... That's why the windows of 2017, 18, 19, 20 just seem so wasted with guys like Descalzo coming in and, you know, the Dodgers aren't looking to trade Cody Bellinger after a down year. They're looking to go add, you know, Max Muncie to, you know, give him some competition and then he hits 30 home runs. And it's just that I think this all just keeps coming back to the overshooting of the budget when they spent, what, an extra $500 million renovating Wrigley. And it it just seems like it's such a squandered window, I guess. And so when they always talk about the next great Cubs team and the next great Cubs window, it just frustrates me because it's like, well, you kind of gave away four years by letting nothing happen, by just sitting pat and saying, okay, we'll just keep the same roster, add Daniel Descalzo or, you know, Brandon Morrow on one good – well, no, one good arm thrown off flat ground and all those oh, stories. Oh, yeah.
1: Mistakes were made. And in, in some ways, I think they find Jed kind of admitted it. Theo quit kind of in disgust. You had the, a pandemic year right in the middle of it. So you do have a bit of a perfect storm that I think if we zoomed out far enough, for like maybe 10 years, 20 years in the future, and you can look back and kind of think about it, you, you can maybe see it clearer. But I, I really feel like what you brought up is like, uh the the original core and I kind of never want to hear that word again in subways and I but it's like when when you have those guys we they fell in love with them and Jed finally admitted that recently they fell too in you love with that. their guys and and a, a lot of people fans were saying that fans were saying uh, Sun Ranto show was saying that in 2017 now it wasn't any cub fans on the show like me or uh, Michael Cotton, it wasn't us saying it. It was a Red Sox fan who my friend Lyle coming on the show being like, Theo did this with Boston. He's got to sell everybody now. He's going to ride high in the hog and sing with Pearl Jam for, you know, two months, for two years straight. He's not going to pay attention. The whole team's going to go in the toilet. And he was right. And it was a Red Sox fan that was right because he saw that happen before with the Red Sox. Theo's walking around singing backup for Pearl Jam with a trophy on his head. And, uh, you know, and you can't take in this business, if you take your eye off the ball, even as an executive, I think that you will get railroaded pretty quick, you know? So that's spilt milk.
6: No, I know. And I, I'm just saying like, I don't think at all, like the season we're seeing now, it, it is a, like you said, it is a perfect storm. Unfortunately, the storm is still lingering. And, I just don't see like as Marcus Stroman wants to say, "Hey, add two more guys." Well, if you get rid of Contreras and Hap moving forward, I mean, it starts to be like, okay, it's a little longer, a little longer of a rebuild or a retool, as they like to say.
1: Yeah, it seems to it seems to kick the can as many people have been uh, saying. It's um, well, then you got to replace them. And so, Just, yeah. May, but I don't know, maybe uh, perennial infield fly girl favorite PJ Higgins is the answer. <laughs> I,
6: I mean, we <laughs> could be. Well, and there's not,
3: it's not like people aren't excited
6: about Brennan Davis. And, you know, we've been hearing about Miguel Amaya and, you know, Braylon Marquez. So we know the names and we know the people we want to see. But, you know, whenever you start betting on, you know guys being healthy and you start thinking oh just wait for him to come up and see what happens I mean I keep thinking about like you know I'm in Michigan here and my Tigers fans were ecstatic or Tigers friends were ecstatic about you know signing Javi Baez and I told them the same thing which is you're gonna have your ups and downs and they're just furious with him right now so if they if the Cubs would have re-signed Javi Baez does it make it I don't know. Does it make it hurt less? What's going on right now? It's just there's so many things to like threads to pull well, on. I you know, mean, Chris Bryant's hardly playing in Colorado. And- yeah, the only mistake
1: they seemed to make was Rizzo. Well, yeah, I, yes, and, and I agree with that. And Schwarber, but then you're dialing it back a little bit, you know, further into yeah. the past. But uh, yeah, the, the Rizzo's the only mistake they made, and also, what did the fans want of all the guys? I think when you did the consensus about if you could only get one, and that was the big talk for like three years on all the talk radio shows and Sun Ranzo show is, you know, who should we keep? And uh, most people were like Rizzo, well, the back, but they think he could hit forever. And he can. That's what it seems to be. You get a DH, you get Rizzo uh, first base DH, you get a Gold Glover over there, and it's, you know, you look over – there with uh, Schwindel or Rivas, and it just doesn't look the same defensively. And so yeah, that ball's got to be right to his glove, otherwise yeah, he he doesn't pick him. No, none of those guys pick him like Rizzo. So we've really taken a step back. But can I can I ask a question? I want to kind of like not really shift gears, but like talk about something specific. Is like the Christopher Morel situation specifically because he's kind of come out of nowhere. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a Super Ranter at patreon.com slash where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Plus, at other Super Rantor levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sunranto pages, the Rantor calendar, and special thanks and Rantor recognition in our live broadcasts. Plus, eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sunranto get out of it? Your money for tickets and beer. Go to Patreon.com/Sunranto. That's Patreon.com/Sunranto, and become a Super Rantor today. And been so impressive and a spark plug of this, of this team. And I'll I'll just give you his stats real quick. Um, He is slashing 273, 343, 503. He already has nine home runs for an OPS of 846. um, He like getting back to, he turned it on in Tennessee, in 2022, where he was slashing 306, 385, 65, He already had seven home runs and only 122 plate appearances. He was hitting a home run basically every four games. and you know, But before that, he had really never had an OPS over 800. He went from an OPS of 732 to 945, and then in the bigs, 846. I mean, it's – this guy just really turning on. And uh, IFG, I kind of want to ask you because – You saw him kind of before Before everybody everybody else
3: else
1: did. I'm I'm getting getting an 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 echo. echo.
2: Yeah, I think that's me. Okay. Um, Yeah, man, I watch the Dominican Winter League uh, every year. I follow the Aguilas de Baenas, and he's on my lead-on team. Um, So, man, he was lighting it up this winter. Spraying the ball all over the place, little bit of pop here and there. He was so fast, so fast. And, like, I think he hit three or four triples. Like, and it's only a, like, 50-game season or something like that. Not even. Um, man, he was so good. Just so good. And I remember, like, tweeting out, like, I know he's in our system. Like, don't sleep on Christopher Morrell. You're going to hear from this kid. He's so good, and I was not at all surprised to see him do well when he came up.
1: You've got to go look at his stats. They're, they're bananas. No, no, they're not. That's what's hilarious. What? Yeah, they're not. That's That's that you you probably, probably saw some, saw some situation, situation Probably. That, it, where it was the most exciting player you ever saw, and he was. He was showing those signs because he was about to do it. Unfortunately, the echo is really too bad. I can't even kind of concentrate. Are you going through your car stereo?
2: I am literally just in my car. Okay. Like um, nothing is on and I'm just trying to be quiet. So I will mute. Um, no,
1: no don't mute. Maybe go out and come back. Mm. Could work. I don't know. So, um, no, Christopher Morell, his actual Winter League stats are different than that. But uh, he's 265, 327, 347 for a 674 OPS. And uh, he, he did have like a triple, couple doubles. And he didn't even play that much. But he makes an impression. And you can kind of tell who he is, um, like the, his spark on the field. So it's – but right now, he's doing great. He's got the 846 OPS right now. He's got nine home runs, which is really impressive, and only 211 played appearances. And um, I'm looking I, – I looked up something earlier, and this is, are basically, with a certain criteria, like Christopher Morrell's I, that I put into um, Baseball Reference and did some searches for players – of, the, of Christopher Morrell's caliber so far this year. And here are your top players. Dwight Smith, 1989, one rookie of the year. Giovanni Soto in 2008, one rookie of the year. Chris Bryant, mm-hmm. 2015, one rookie of the year. And then Ian Happ, who had a really good rookie season in 2017. He was buried amongst all the other amazing players on that team. Uh, but he ended up with a – a 842 OPS in 2017 and hit, uh, where is it, 24 home runs in his rookie season. People forget that Wow. about Ian. Then Patrick Wisdom last year. And then you get, so that's the kind of season that Morell's having right now. Um, and then you get into your Tyler Colvins and your Scott Bullets and Dave Martinez is even on this list. I went from 1984 on but Mark Grace is in there, Starlin Castro, Kevin Ory. Kevin just, Frickin' Ori. Yeah. So and then Micah Hoffpower. Doug Glanville's on the list. Jorge Sol- Soler's on the list. Jerome Jorge. Walton. Um, Addison Russell, <laughs> Derek May, Darwin Barney, Henry Darwin. Cotto, and Roddy Cedeno. Only- Lost you, Danny.
2: You're muted.
1: Oh, okay, sorry about that. I'll,
4: I'll add there real quick when we're talking about like uh, I think you and Sarah talked about it, and I think it came up on some other Cubs podcasts like there are five guys in the major leagues who are in the top ninety or the top like in the ninetieth percentile for barrel rate and sprint speed, and Christopher is one of them
2: that's fun. It's so weird to me that his stats are that low like i I don't ever look at that stuff um because i don't care
1: but you saw something but my point is that you don't care because he was so good and he came out and he was a spark plug that even though his stats was low he was probably like hitting a triple that cleared the bases in the bottom of the night that you were like this dude
2: he did a good bunt do you know how good a bunt has to be for me to agree with it (laughs)
4: <laughs> there was, I mean, there was the game where he was zero for three with three strikeouts, and he still hit a sacrifice fly at the end the drive in and run. Like that's not, that's not I any, mean, that's not going to show up on a stat sheet, but that was huge.
2: Huge.
1: Uh, we've got Andrew in here, Andy Wells. So I, I kind of he's been waiting for a second, so I wanted to give him a chance. In this, <laughs> hello, hey, Dan, how you doing? Hey, how, how you dude? doing, Dan? How
7: are you? Good. Uh, I just saw uh, watching the I Cubs. He got beat by Indianapolis 72. 2. And uh, Frank the Tango, I think he went 0 for 2 tonight.
1: Well, thanks uh, it's not with the big club. We don't need that right. up at the
7: Cubs. Right, right. Right. And uh, like I said, uh, I sent you a picture of me, the Bleacher Bum Blam Shot Class in 4th of July. <laughs> But my question is, what's what's going to happen with all these people coming off the I.L.? Are we going to uh, designate for assignment for for these people? Uh, Because the Cubs are playing really well right now, you know, winning the last four series. That's my question. What's going to happen to Jay Hay and, you know, and... and, Well, Jay Jay Hay might be
1: on eternal I.L. right now is kind of my feeling. And you know he's gonna play the game. Then I'm sure they've had a conversation with him that they're like, "Hey, when you're around uh, some cameras, uh, why don't you limp around a little bit?
7: <laughs> and just, you know, <laughs> make, it, make okay. it look
1: right. You know what I mean?"
7: Yeah, I know so, what you mean. Yeah. You
1: you got you got you got COVID again somehow. You know, you're, you did Right.
7: You, <laughs> you never got the My vaccine, fight. and so. Right. Forget the vaccine. Right. Huh. So yeah, yeah but I mean, anyway. I,
1: they're, they're going to play around with it, and I think that one thing they will do at this point is they are willing to at least let the kids play it, to the, to, uh, and let them fail or succeed. I think we saw that the other day with Justin Steele in, uh, in Milwaukee. Well, we ended up losing that game, but Steele pitched great and uh, he struck out nine and it just looked so awesome. But they let him go one inning too long. And I don't think that was necessarily a mistake. I think it was the bullpen that was beat up from playing Boston and having Alec Mills out after seven pitches and um, couple and an extra inning game. And so you had to do something there, and you needed some length out of steel. And so they, he gave it to him, only gave up one run. It's just the fact that the Cubs didn't score any. So I think with the IL people coming back, you know – They've been they've they already you know, D, DFA'd VR and then they released him, so uh, they've shown themselves to be willing to make the big decisions.
4: Listening to Angels yeah, we'll, fans complaining about Jonathan VR is some of the sweetest sounds too.
7: Another player is Nick Mangurale. What's what are they going to do with him?
1: Well, he technically still has options, and I mean, okay. I kind of personally think he sucks. Does anybody? I mean, no, we haven't both. seen much of him, but, I mean, I don't like how he profiles. He basically is like, uh, well, Nico Horner two years ago light. So I just don't think we need him.
7: Right, yeah, I agree with you there. Keep him down. Bodie's doing well, isn't he? No, he's not.
1: Yeah, once in again, that. The, yeah, go look at his stats. He he stinks. And I've never been a Bodie fan, so even if he's doing well, I'll probably still stay say he stinks. All right.
8: Okay. Yeah,
1: that's kinda how I am. But I think we've reached the uh the part of the because we're halfway through and uh he's been waiting so patiently, but Everett Yoakum has uh we gotta invite him in to uh speak real quick and uh, do our, our mid game Yodel.
7: Nice talking to you
1: hey everett Yoakum. how are Good. you I
3: put chance first
1: yes last time yeah we 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 we're, we're not doing chance tonight uh this is a different kind of thing that's Wednesday. only on the regular Sun Ranto show
8: I mean last Wednesday
1: oh yeah it doesn't matter what order you do it in there is a name picker it doesn't it randomly so uh just keep keep putting your name in and you'll win again. Okay, here it goes. All right, here it goes. Let's hear some yodeling.
3: You see, I yodel a little, little, little. That sweetest way of resting yet devised. Because when I yodel a little, little, out of love, Why well, look at how them cows got pickle ties. He don't ride, he don't yell. Oh, still he and doggies well. Which ain't easy when you just have to label it. If you're looking from a bull point of view, I sure can yodel a little idol. a little, 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 little,
1: little, 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 a little. Oh, absolutely beautiful. Good. What a nice voice you have. Can I ask you one question? Yeah, um, how did how did you get into yodeling? Yeah, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. Yeah, you, see, you seem to have learned a lot about yodeling, but you only got the one song. Do you have any other yodel songs you do?
0: Yeah,
8: John Denver's Calypso.
1: All right, well, how about next time we do a space, we're going to have you on, and we'll, we'll do some uh, John Denver Calypso. But that was the perfect length. Because it gave me exactly enough time to pour another mojito. Yeah, I got y'all. Yeah, great job, Everett. Um, we'll talk to you. Sl- you'll talk to you later. Off, Winter Zane. Wiedersehen! Zane. Auf Wiedersehen. Okay, uh, so what else we got to talk about? Oh, w- Wilson Contreras. Um, he's an all star, and he's the Cubs' only all star, and uh, you know. Here's my question. I'm not an All-Star Game fan. Uh, I think it's kind of boring. It's kind of a fake game to me, and I I just don't care. But uh, I'm wondering about you guys and if you enjoy the All-Star Game, and if so, what is it about the All-Star Game that, I don't know, gives you romantic feelings? And I want you to try to convince me, that the all-star game is fun and maybe I could think differently about it for the rest of my life. Anybody have any opinions here?
6: So I would say the home run Derby, actually the tweaks they've done in the past few years has actually brought back a little bit of the romance for, uh, the all-star game leading into it. I'm with you. The game itself has kind of lost its, uh, Luster a little bit and knowing our luck, they'll trade Contreras before the game and he won't even get to wear a Cubs hat out there. Like they did with Samarja a few years ago. And the, the whole thing about uh, the home run Derby, you know, it it just, the tweaks like that, they made it more exciting. Um, It actually is something to tune in and watch now. It's kind of interesting to see those guys swing so hard for four minutes or whatever the time is and just crush the ball. Um, you know, But the game itself, I'm, I'm with you. I, I kind of am over it.
1: Anybody else have anything on the All-Star Game? Your opinions about it?
2: The Home Run Derby is a high holiday in my household, and I could not care less about the All-Star Game. I usually don't watch it.
1: So everybody just likes the Derby. I mean, because I kind of like the Derby. I got no problems with the Derby. I'll, I've uh, had some fun watching that. Um, My my question then is, instead of the all-star game, what would you have? Like what other like competition skills, because that's a specific baseball skill of hitting home home runs. So like what other skills would you rather watch as a competition instead of uh, the all-star game?
6: I know it sounds go ahead. Go
4: ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, Patrick.
6: Sorry, Andy. Uh, I was just going to say, I know it's incredibly trite and kind of played out at times, but it is pretty entertaining to see the celebrity softball game with all the celebrities and former players and all that. That's on after the Home Run Derby. You know, they play it, you know, hours before or maybe even a day before, but they air it right after the Home Run Derby, and that actually has some entertainment value as well. Um, But skills competition, yeah, that's another thing. I would love to see different – skills competitions as well instead of a game. How about you, Dave? Do you have any ideas so,
4: for a skills competition? I've been trying to – I can't think of anything. The, the biggest thing is, like, I actually I don't want players to try because I don't want them to get hurt. Or, like, you know, I, Kyle Schwarber blames the home run derby for affecting a swing and why well, I think that's probably yes, But But uh, I don't have a solution, but I was thinking uh, that old, like, rock and jack softball thing that MTV used to do, in the nineties. Like that was hilarious. And I'm like, what if you can do something like that? Like, it's just, it's just totally, it's, it's like Calvin ball from Calvin and Hobbes where they just make up the rules as they go. And because what's really fun is that the players get to interact and they get to do fun things. Um, I think they talked about it on the compound podcast. Kyle F. Frost was talking about David Robertson being a, an all-star and what his experience was like. Uh, it's just cool to see the way the players interact. with the whole, like, hey, let's get all the best players from both leagues together, it's not going to matter, especially, like, next year if they play a balanced schedule. We're going to see all those guys anyway. And if I want to see somebody on the West Coast play, like, I, I can watch it. It's not, you know, it's not the, the pre-streaming days anymore. So the allure is not there. Do you know what would be fun is if they had to do
1: it, like, schoolyard style, and you just kind of, like, went out in the street and picked teams, you know, by who was in the neighborhood?
4: Actually, and that, that's one thing I thought. It, it shouldn't have to be American League versus National League. Like, just choose players who are all-stars. It doesn't matter what league they're from. I don't know how you do it. And then just pick teams. Do it old school, like, where you hold a bat and you put hands on top of each other and whose hand is left gets to pick first. Love it. Just something really stupid. Like, they put them all in the field before the game and stuff. You know, just, just something like that. And that way, you don't feel obligated to vote someone that is an all-star when it's like, well, we're going to vote for an American League second baseman. And
1: there's no one there, so. I have an, a skills idea. I, I would love. Do you, did you ever play the old game Running Bases, where you run back and forth, and uh, it's kind of like you're caught in a pickle. Some people call a pickle? that pickle. We,
4: we call it pickle, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> we were a little more rudimentary back in the eighties, I guess. <laughs> we we just called things what you actually did. Um, yeah. So yeah, pickle. Uh, a pickle competition and so like i think that would be a lot of fun i don't know how you set it up i haven't like thought of like what the competition is but uh you know just kind of getting caught in a rundown i would just love to watch it a lot of people have said that they would hate to see it for the exact reason that you just mentioned that it seems like a really great way to get hurt
2: To an extent, everybody has to kind of bear in mind a little bit that these are sports guys and sports guys do sports every single day, whether you're looking at them or not. People can get hurt doing anything. Brandon Morrow got hurt putting on his own pants.
1: <laughs> Sammy Sosa got hurt sneezing.
4: True. Broke a rib. Haven't we all? Here's another thing I thought about. Uh, a lot of NFL players play Madden and they have their Madden tournaments. Like, they're. There definitely baseball players play the show and we show like have a like a tournament of the show, like just have guys playing video games instead of <laughs> you know not they, they you know let's not have them get hurt doing baseball things let's not have them get hurt playing video games but it does seem like there's less of a chance of them getting hurt playing video game baseball than there is playing any sort of real baseball.
2: Didn't and like Luis the Lizardo hurt his hand playing video games like this year. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, can you yeah. imagine now, now they're going to get hurt? They're going to get carpal tunnel and not be able to <laughs> yeah. hold a bat.
7: Yeah.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> J- J- Johnny uh is in the room. Or or is it uh, Ned from Naperville? I can never tell. I think he's trying to come in, but. Bernie Barron's been waiting for a second.
5: Can I talk? Hi.
1: Yeah, yeah. Bernie, Hi. come on in. J- J- Johnny's having trouble. Can you hear
8: Danny? Already. Um,.
5: So, I have a question. Did anybody go to the All-Star game when I was at Wrigley? That was a long time ago.
1: <laughs> oh, I I did not.
5: So, uh, I didn't either. That, that was a,
1: in the in ago. the 90s, like 1990 something, right? Yeah,
5: yeah. Um well, what like.
1: year was that? 1990? 1990...
5: I think it was 90 or 91, cuz I remember so high. Yeah, they up. got
1: Well, um, yeah, it's always hyped up. In, yeah. in the town, I was in Cincinnati a couple of years ago when they had the All-Star Game, and it looked like freaking Uncle Sam had puked everywhere. I mean, because it's right after <laughs> Fourth of July, and yeah. it was just like everywhere. They had the big banners and stuff like that, and it was going to be a big deal. And and I guess it would be fun to be around like in kind of a baseball carnival sort of way. But
5: uh,
1: yeah. But, legitimately- but uh, I don't know.
5: But logistically, how can they have it at Wrigley? Because you know what? There's the parking so bad.
1: <laughs> no, they they had a well, – I mean, well, you have to take public transportation like a person.
5: Right, right.
1: That's just how it's uh, got to be.
5: Um. So, like, with the All-Star Game, like, you know, like, during the NFL, like, it seems like their, like, Pro Bowl isn't as popular as it used to be. I don't know why. And it just seems like uh, – because it's also
1: a stupid sure. game.
5: Yeah, yeah, it is. Because it's,
1: yeah. it's, they don't really try. The,
4: Bernie's exactly he, right. I think the common thread in all All-Star games and players, all sports is yeah. that we can see all these players all the time. So you're exactly right, Bernie.
3: Yeah, I
5: mean, All-Star see, games aren't
4: of a deal anymore.
5: Yeah, we can, see, we, can watch, we can watch it on any station, not just WGN. Like, you know, everybody got the Cubs that way. Um, I have a question on morale. Has he hit a home run in every park he's played in this year? Major League – I mean, last night, I didn't care if they lost last night. Morrell hit a home run. That's all I cared about. <laughs> Has he hit a home run in every park he's played in, in the majors?
0: I'm sorry. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, this is Ned from Naperville. I just wanted to jump in hi real Ned. quick on – Hi, Ned. Hey, hi. i get off. Here. No, no, sorry. Just real quick. I just wanted to jump in on this uh on this all star uh uh conversation. I, I have two quick points. One is we're just coming off of July fourth with, with uh old glory there, and if that flag was all stars, you'd miss the stripes. So I'm just saying right there, that's already a problem with the branding. All stars doesn't make sense. Maybe stars and stripes game, I would say. Now point number two, you were trying to say how do we make it more interesting? If you remember the old Bugs Bunny cartoons where Bugs would get on the mound and then he would pitch the ball, and then he would run and he would hit the ball himself. Now, all I'm saying is if you want to introduce a new kind of thing, it could be uh, uh showy and tanny getting up there on the mound and he's pitching it himself. Right. You can picture it like bugs. And then he runs, runs, runs. And then he hits his own pitch. And I think that would be a real fun Uh, addition to this annual sort of boring event. I'll take my answer off the air. Thank you. (laughs) Uh,
3: I have to say
0: before we
2: get anything else in that I am 100% here for teleportation of (laughs) Tani. Well... well, (laughs) I
1: mean, if you could somehow do that, like holograms or something. I mean, deep fakes, possibly. I don't know how you <laughs> make that happen, but uh, Ned, Ned, I like your ideas. And well, and I think that's all we're asking for is just more fun, like more fun in the competition. If if people if the if the home run competitions more fun than the game, maybe they could just have more of a. I don't know, like. Maybe they could just like, dial the competition of the game back a little bit so, and really so let
3: loose.
2: Um, so, you know, I watch a lot of a lot of baseball from other places. And, and like, it, my Taiwanese baseball team during spring training, they were doing this game, and I'm sure they've played it a million times and it's not even a big deal. But I had never seen it before, and I thought it was awesome. Um, they had the whole... F- like infield blocked off with certain areas, like along this baseline, along this baseline and between here and the mound and all this other stuff and all the other places. And they were all marked off with numbers. And those numbers were points. It was a bunting competition and you got more points. If you bunted to better locations, we could do bunting competitions. That would be I've, fun. I you know. I absolutely
1: would. I've seen that. In uh, spring training, I went to the backfields and I watched a bunch of guys just one after another try to deaden the ball to that perfect sweet spot and like third between like no man's land between the pitcher yeah. and the catcher and the third baseman and like just trying to do that over and over again. And, they you know, and they were having fun. The players were having fun doing that thing because it's like a carnival game at this point. Yeah, and yeah. It, you break so up it's... the
2: team into two halves, and then like each half has to beat the other half at bunting. It was it was so fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that would be something. Well, now now everybody's gonna be like, he will smash a finger? Oh, god!"
6: <laughs> what uh,
2: again? They're sports people. They're doing sports, whether you're looking at them doing it or not. It's fine. What
6: about what about if you um, had all the players play a position? that they were not normally playing. So, like, if you're a first baseman and you're on the team, you got to play shortstop or just make them kind of go out there and play different positions because people lose their minds seeing position players pitch. Maybe you keep the catchers as catchers just because it's a, you know. I was going to say skillset. Anthony
2: Rizzo, noted catcher.
6: <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you you could see how people would enjoy seeing, like, you know, some guys out there playing third base who's, you know, Oh, you never get to see that. And, you know, that would be maybe entertaining for a year, but I don't know if it would last.
1: Yeah. They, they probably wouldn't do that. Cause once again, they'd be like, don't be injured. <laughs> they can't, you know, they would never let like a pitcher hit again, <laughs> you know, cause that didn't happen for 150 years.
6: Right. Cause uh, Shohei Otani doesn't exist anymore.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, i i like the I, I like the minuscule kind of. Oh, how about racing? Just like I want to see like the fastest guys race. Yes, please. Yeah, let's just like see that like sprinting, just like a straight sprint.
7: Uh, I
9: hey, I got
7: one. How about trying to rob home runs? Oh, Ooh. that's kind of nice. But you
1: know what? That's funny because me and my sister. We used to go in our front lawn and we had this like tiny little posted stamp duplex that we lived in. Uh, And we would play in that little front yard. We would play diving catch. That was the name of the game. And uh, you would throw it just out of their reach where they would have to dive to get it to make a great catch. And we would have so much fun doing that back and forth to each other, playing diving catch. So I would love something like that. But, you know, once again... Injuries. (laughs) Injuries. <laughs> I don't care. By the way, I agree with I you know, Fly Girl's assessment of like sports people should play sports, do do cool shit for our pleasure. Um, should we shift gears here We're talking about the All Star game a little bit? Um, how about um? Oh, I've I've got one. And I'm going to go back to like the top. I wrote, jotted a few things down, and. Here's my question. Are the Cubs fun to watch? And if so, why? <laughs> IFG, you want to you break the ice here?
2: uh i mean it's fun for me i i enjoy um the fact that we have seya suzuki on our team i think he is a lot of fun i think christopher morrell is so so fun to watch and i enjoy every single time i see that kid come up to the plate um i am over the moon that some of my favorite AAA dudes are getting uh, some good time on the big league team which certainly wouldn't have happened uh had we kept on the entire core you know it does it make me sad that all the the players that we have kept so close to our hearts for the last few years aren't with us anymore yeah absolutely um it really absolutely sucks that we don't know the next time we're going to be really, truly competitive. But I, I am enjoying this team I, for the most part. I mean, there are lots of times where it gets really frustrating and you just got to turn the game off and walk away. But, you know, you don't have to watch 162 games every year, I guess. Um, I think they're fun. They're more fun than not fun. And I'll take that.
4: I think, on average, the Cubs are fun to watch. Two point six nine days out of the week. Yeah, I mean it's been
1: better lately. That's for sure. It's yeah, it's like it, for throw that throw moment out. there, it felt like they were never going to win again, and that yeah, wasn't like fun.
4: Throw out the month of May. Forget about May, but June's been
1: okay.
4: And you know, on average,
1: this is a Cubs fan buying tickets from the Cubs. And this is a Cubs fan buying tickets through the StubHub link at sunranto.com StubHub. Knowing that 4% of their ticket purchase will go to the Sunranto show instead of into the pockets of rich corporate douchebags. Buy all your tickets through sunranto.com StubHub. Don't worry, it won't cost you a single penny extra. It don't stink to click our link. This is an Amazon shopper buying things from Amazon. And this is an Amazon shopper buying things through the links at sunranto.com slash Amazon, knowing that up to 10% of their purchase will go to the Sunranto show instead of that cocksucker Jeff Bezos, who will just use the money to go to space. Plus, if you buy all your Amazon items through sunranto.com slash Amazon, you could win a monthly prize. sunranto.com slash StubHub and sunranto.com slash Amazon. Two great ways to support the Sunranto show while sticking it to evil corporations who suck. And it won't cost you a single penny. It don't stink to click our link.
6: Here's a question. Yeah, Pat, what do you got? I would say they are... I would say they are intriguing more nights than they are not um, because I don't think there's anyone that really isn't stopping to watch say a bat or Morrell or, you know, if Strowman's going to the mound, you know, people are going to tune in Um, Hendricks, you know, of course there's the frustrations, you know, with, as we've said, with Hayward or, um, you know, some things we don't like to see, but on the whole, I would say intriguing, um, can lead to fun when, you know, Keegan Thompson's doing well and Justin Steele's doing well, and um, that's kind of where I stand on it. There are some nights, as IFG just said, I the frustration is overwhelming at times. I mean, when they trotted out Daniel Norris, I, I just could not take it anymore and, you know, had to turn some things off. But I would say intriguing most nights that can lead to fun experiences.
1: Yeah Keegan Thompson's going tonight. You just brought him up and uh he's he's had a really great year. Kind of started as the long man and then everybody got hurt so he ended up in the rotation in a Mike Montgomery fashion. Um 7 and 3, 341 on the year. And then uh they got Tyler Anderson going for them. Um lot of uh changeups tonight from Tyler, but like Keegan's been a surprise. I think to everybody. Um just cuz he's the the role has not been too big for him. So yeah, that's fun to watch. Like I'm excited to see Keegan pitch. I don't you know, not in the same way that it was to like, you know, go see an Arietta start in 2016 or something like that, but it's still like nice to see the kids develop and um who uh, anybody else anybody not having fun anybody like really having trouble watching this team and questioning their existence for for why you keep watching d- despite um, feeling uh, terrible about what's going on. Anybody who's having that experience, please request to speak. I, I mean, I, I must admit, like, sometimes I think I, like, um, forget who it was. Was it Pat that said that? Sometimes you just kind of like tune out like a couple ones that you just kind of turn off uh, yeah,
2: absolutely. There's been more than a few times where, you know, just, I i mean, I think I took a week off at one point where it's just like, I haven't even paid attention to the Cubs this week. I just need a break. Um, because there's, you know, we wrap a lot of emotion into this team. And then, you know, you hear the front office has lied to us another time. And, you know, maybe the plan wasn't the plan. And there's another Hayward start. And it's like... When are they ever going to stop? And, you know, and then eventually something, you know, I don't know. Do we just complain enough to get Hayward stuck onto that infinity injured day list? Uh, maybe. Hey, if it works, I'll keep doing it.
3: So,
1: somebody's w- walking around spraying Omicron at him. <laughs> like all the time, just being like, you got to stay on the IL. Um, I, last night, Velasquez took the last at-bat. You know, it was – they're letting these things happen. They're letting them play out. They're giving these guys experience because, and it's going to be valuable in the future. It can be painful to watch like, but you know, they, they played the Dodgers tight. I mean, I imagine there's going to be at least one stinker in here, but maybe not. Cause look what happened with the Red Sox. Look what happened with the Cardinals. I mean, they won a bunch of series in a row. I doubt we win this series, especially after not winning last night. But because now we gotta, now we've really got to face their top end. But um, like we got Kershaw tomorrow, and then Urias, I believe, uh, the next night. So uh, I believe we have the unofficial poet laureate, Michael Cotton, otherwise known as Cubes Fanatic, in the room. But uh, way to show up at the end, my man! Like it's, it's like two minutes
8: left of the <laughs> space. And you're like, hey, bro, what's going on? Well, you plenty know, plenty of time was, for a You know, I was I was show, I was showing up. You know, just to be fashionably late. I was a little too late for fashionably.
1: Yeah, now now it's a cameo. Now you're just the guy that comes in at the end. And you're like, oh, Michael Cotton was on that one.
8: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. I'll I'll, I'll you know come in and steal some thunder here. Well, well do you have any, guys, do, do you have anything to say even? Uh, not much. Uh, I mean, you were talking about, uh, you were, you were talking about now we got to go against Kershaw and Urias, but Gonsolin was amazing last night. Like he looked, I, I don't know. I was, uh, I thought the Cubs held their own fairly. I mean, I guess they didn't. It was just Morel with the, you know, the two run shot that kept him in that game. But Gonsolin going seven. I don't know. I don't even know what that looks like anymore. It just looked amazing to me. I like seeing uh, starters go deep into games. But I think, the, I don't know, the Cubs have had some success. Not these Cubs. The Cubs we used to have. In fact, the the question, that, question is, are they are, are they fun? Are they fun to watch? Do you still enjoy watching the Cubs? Uh, I still enjoy watching certain players. I like, uh, Morel is fun. Suzuki is back. He's been, uh, you know, when he comes up to bat, you can't, you know, you don't turn the channel. You don't walk out of the room, you know. Same with Morrell. Uh, yeah, I mean, the young guys, we talked about this ad nauseum, off-season, preseason, about how they just need – this season's trash. They just need to let the young guys play. And this is why, because the young guys are interesting. They are fun to watch. I mean, Mark Leiter's not fun to watch because that was just – waiting for the next home run last night and hoping that he wouldn't give up, you know, a homer every inning. Which he didn't, so I guess that's an okay start for him. I don't know. He gave up, like, three. It sucked. But, you know, a lot of these guys, they are interesting to watch. I mean, I don't know. Mer- who, who else do we have? Suzuki, Morel, um... Alasquez is Well, somewhat- I mean I think Nevis has
1: been having a nice year. Uh PJ Higgins we brought up as doing a good job. P. J. Job.
8: Higgins is another yeah. one of these
1: He's, Yeah, you already missed the P. J. Higgins. We already gave we you already missed the P. J. Higgins love part of the show, but Oh I, yeah, no, be, I, but IFG but wouldn't mind ending with PJ Higgins too. <laughs>
8: yeah, here here's my here's my concern and I think I've said this a number of times before all the guys that seem to be coming up and making big impacts are not guys who are on this front office's radar, you know? And it makes, it really does make me wonder. It's like if they weren't on their radar as one of the top prospects, they weren't ranking them, you know, like, you know, not the top 100 baseball America stuff, but just the, the team ranking stuff, these guys weren't in there. And now all of a sudden, Morrell is having a great season. Higgins is is looking really good where he's at. You know, maybe not starter, but as a backup, he's awesome. And probably a starter within a couple of years. And I just don't understand why the front office wasn't hyping these guys. And the guys that they do hype, I don't know. One of them's missing a hip. The other one had is missing his spine because they had to remove that the other day. You know, like they have all these problems and they're dying, you know, wherever they're at. And I don't know if we'll ever see them.
2: I think the solution here is the Cubs should just hire me to pick out who their best AAA players are. Cause I'm flawless right now. <laughs>
1: yeah. You are betting a thousand. It's true. I, you know, you called morell you called Higgins and that's, that's all you got to really know. We, Danny and I were talking about like hey, me Ortega
2: day. too. Come on, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but Ortega's like, like about to collect a uh, pension. He's like, he's old, but so he's he's a rookie, but well, he's not even a rookie. He's he's been around. Yeah, but you did, but you did, but you did. Okay, uh, fine, I'll take the two. Yeah, no, I,
8: Danny and I were talking about this the other day. How. This show and honestly, the people who listen to this show and that we talk to that are ranters, um, we don't necessarily talk in math problems and uh acronyms and all this stuff, but the people who listen and the people who are on the show coming on to talk about things generally know a lot about the team. We're we're not often really off you know what i mean it's just that we don't use all the terminology and so i don't think you know maybe it doesn't get you know taken as seriously you know but like, well, I have we, like we have no control we have no control over anything I'm, s- I'm talking about versus yeah. other podcasts and other outlets that seem to get you know some love with like oh they know what they're talking about or something and it's like we're over here uh i don't know basically saying the same things or at least being right on top of it early because we're willing to step out and actually say something's going to be good or something's going to be bad whereas other places are like well maybe if this happens then that'll happen and then this other thing might so
1: you just came on this show to trash other outlets just terrible i really
8: did kind of (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm actually, you know, I, I, I was just making the point. Like, IFG is saying she's flawless right now. She's nailing everything. The people who listen to this show, I think, know easily as much as a lot of these uh, math professors know about the game. And, uh, you know, they're they're looking at their calculators and telling us who's good and bad. And we're looking at the game. And we know who's good and bad. Like, we can see it. We can see what's going on. So, I, I think it's more of a, you know, I want to just note that I think the ranchers are actually a pretty smart bunch of baseball uh, watchers and uh, podcast listeners. And you should give us money through Patreon. <laughs> I, uh,
6: I want to I wanna agree with Cotton, actually, on his um, thought about starters going deep because I think that is something that's, I mean, I know it's killing the game with, I mean, there was something, there's something about having a starter, like when Stroman or Hendricks is starting and you're like, okay, this could be potentially something special. Maybe we'll get to see six, seven innings. If everything's going right. I mean, we did get spoiled during that run with, we had starters that were going, you know, even guys like Lackey and, you know, obviously Lester and Arrieta and Hendricks and, guys going deep into games and putting these great efforts out there. And, you know, as much as, you know, Keegan and Justin are doing great things and really working hard this year, it's, it is kind of frustrating thinking like, okay, I'm going to get to see them for maybe five innings max and let's see what happens after that. So I agree with you on that, Cotton. Yeah. Well, and, and look at these Dodgers. You want
8: to see a team that lets their starters go deep. I mean, it's the Dodgers. They, uh, you know, Gonsolin, I think was it, I mean, granted, he was at, he went seven full innings and I think he threw 98 pitches or something like that. Like he was, you know, low, but the Dodgers starters, that's how they're winning. Uh, Danny, I think you said it in the preview that they have guys that go deep and then they have their six, seven, eight or seven, eight, nine guys. Uh, just
10: yes. locked and
1: loaded, ready to go. Yeah, I mean the Cubs bullpen is just on notice at all times. Like they're just they're just down there in case anything goes wrong. They could be out there literally.
8: In the they're second warm, inning. They're warming up with the starters.
1: Yeah, exactly. They're just like everybody, keep your arm loose, play, play a little catch. Um, yeah, no, it's it's all hands on deck. We use the hell out of our bullpen. They've taken just about as many innings as the Rays bullpen has taken this year. And for a while, they were in first place on that.
8: And so, yeah,
3: I, I the different being
8: the rays have come out and said, this is our plan. This is how we want to run this thing. And so that makes sense, I guess for them, whereas the Cubs are just like, eh, we have no idea. Not a single what I was listening to the Dodgers broadcast because of course, I'm not listening to the Cubs broadcast. Uh, last night and they were talking about how every single starter in the rotation was on the IL that was on the list for opening day. Like their opening day starter rotation is all on the IL right now for the Cubs. And it's just like, ugh. Like you think about it. I didn't even think about it like that until they said it. And I was like, Oh my God.
1: Yeah. Because the guys that we had on the, in the rotation, you were kind of like, well, aren't those kind of a bunch of IL guys? Like it was Miley and Smiley. (laughs) Like they were, they they like joined the team on the IL, you know, like you were like, you didn't think of them as a starting rotation
8: because they were all like, I guess they're the starting rotation. Nobody knew. Exactly. I think we had three guys on the starting rotation and, you know, yeah, we, we didn't game have game. a number four. Remember, that was the joke. Yeah, <laughs> right. We had, we had a bunch we of had, number five. And we had no six number, number
1: fives, and we so, didn't yeah. have a single number four. And a, and a giant bullpen. Um, but I want to <laughs> give I want to give Joe a chance to talk. He's been waiting
10: patiently. The game's about to start. By the way, uh, Joe, what's on your mind, my man? Well, I was just thinking exactly what uh, Michael had said earlier about uh, you know. I call it the marquee syndrome, and that is kind of just. I I think the ranners and you know, there's other, there's other, a few other podcasts too, but the the honesty that people have, I I miss the, you know, the the Harry Carey honesty of doing a game where he would blast people when they would do stupid shit or call out stuff when it needed to be called out. It just seems like the the Cubs marketing and marquee in general, you know, it's too much fluff. It's state like tel- watching, it's state like television. Watching, state yeah, it's television. like watching state television or watching the Disney channel. And it's like I just want them to be honest and lay out what the hell the plan is. And, and you know, that's why I missed the Cubs convention where people the fans could get up and ask questions cuz I'd love to go to a Cubs convention and grill some of these idiots when they get up there promoting some of the stuff. Well, that's it's never going to happen again. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I kind of think that, I mean, I know COVID knocked out the convention, but I I think it's kind of a conspiracy now that they're not having it because they're afraid of what people are going to say to them. Because, you know, at least in 2011, 2012, 13, even 14, because I think I went in 14, uh, to the convention. They had a plan, and they were honest of the assessment of where they were at. It's like, you know, I, I get tired of watching the broadcast. I mean, they don't have to be negative all the time, but it's like, damn, you know, be honest with us. Let us know I, what's I going I said on.
1: earlier, they're giving us a bit of a dog and pony show. They're dangling the All-Star game. So – you know, they're like, oh, you know, we got the renovations done. It's our well, it's our turn again. You don't want to give up your season tickets. Now the All-Star game is coming. You don't want to miss that one game where your favorite player plays for half an inning. Um, but it, the the other thing they're dangling are the prospects. So there's fun coming. Don't worry. It's coming. And, they're, you know, and it is. But, uh, you know,
8: they're trying to – yeah, yeah, there's fun coming, Danny, but we're not going to get to see it uh because David Ross plays Hayward every chance he gets.
6: <laughs> Look, selling selling hope and all these things like the All-Star game and prospects and all the things that they had sold all the years even before 2016, there were not many outlets like, you know, Sun Ranto and other podcasts and things where people can or Twitter for that matter where they can kind of express and call them out for the bullshit that they, you know, do. And so it's kind of, it kind of makes it difficult to have a Cubs convention and then them stand up there and just give disingenuous answers when everyone knows they're being disingenuous. So it's like, they don't even want to go through that part of the dog in Palm
1: (laughs) Right. Well, they don't want to do it live because we'll all boo them like we already did when we booed, that was the end. And I was one of them. I was there. I booed, and uh, it, was, it was glorious. Well, but in- it, 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 we ruined Cubs convention forever in that moment.
8: Tom Ricketts knew what he was talking about. You won't be do- booing next year, and there hasn't been a Cubs convention since. Right, because he started COVID. Right, he started COVID, and uh, <laughs> he ended half of the season. And it's all so that none of us can go to Cubs convention and boo again. That's the do, only way. Do, do you remember when they turned Wrigley Field into like a
1: fake food food pantry, and they had boxes of bananas? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was so weird. I mean, those, those bananas were there for months. Yeah, well, the boxes were. I don't know what was in there. We we thought he was maybe uh, shipping something else, like I don't know, immigrants or something. Um, so, um, anyway, the game's starting. I was going to get back to painting, and we've been on here for about an hour, thirteen minutes, and stuff. But I I really enjoy hosting these spaces. Spaces, and uh, I I have G. Uh, thanks for coming on and uh kind of co-hosting with me and um you know it's just so awesome to talk to all of you and it's been an absolute
2: <laughs> delight thanks for
1: having me on and uh to to everybody that uh requested the mic thanks uh, and for everybody that just listened in no matter what you're doing i hope you're having a good night and uh i, I had a good time uh we'll, we'll do this again soon i uh, I, I enjoy it I, it's it's like talk radio reinvented very exciting right
8: thanks and to I'll Cotton. actually try and show up before the last two minutes
6: <laughs> that's what I was just going to say thanks to Cotton for uh, gracing us with his presence and uh, earning a <laughs> speaking fee. Mm. yeah uh, you're, and getting uh,
2: you all an extra 15 minutes of our talking
8: you know yeah, exactly. I, I was yeah. listening for a minute and then I was like I I don't even know if I want to like request the mic because I was like, I know I'm just going to jump on here and say everything everybody's already said. Yeah,
1: and, and and you pretty much did. And <laughs> um, and on top of it, it was it was just like on the show when I'm about to wrap up a segment and you're like, wait, one more thing. And I was like, oh god, here comes Cotton with <laughs> with, with a big ass rant. <laughs> and
6: now and now that he's here, let's just talk about how great the extra inning rule is. I mean, oh, who wants to go first? <laughs>
1: It, it actually is exciting. I mean, all of a sudden you got a guy, guy in scoring position.
6: Yeah, couple There's of weeks and they'll get it right. There's the all-star fix. Put a runner at second and every, third and play every play inning. It. There you go. <laughs> every
8: every inning. <laughs> Why not? Well,
6: uh,
8: yeah. My God. Okay. I'm so, not. <laughs>
3: well Thanks uh, for coming on,
1: guys. St- strowman's strowman's coming on tomorrow so um uh, and uh we and so i'm probably going to release another podcast so if you're a patreon person you're going to get this show you're also going to get uh the strowman preview and we'll talk about where he's been this year so you guys rock
3: Time to come, took game five at Wrigley. headed back to Cleveland. Cause this year was our year, took a long time to come. And I won't forget how you came back while rain was falling down. The championship, what Hayward said in the locker room, gave you the strength to play on. Oh, now we're there and we've only just begun. Cause this year was our year Took a long time to come In the top of the 10th The Cubbies scored two runs Cause this year was our year Took a long time to come No more billy goat curses, oh and Bartman, cause this year was our year, it took a long time to come. And I won't forget how you came back while rain was falling down. The championship, what Hayward said in the locker room, gave you the strength to play on. Oh, now we're there, and we've only just begun. Cause this year was our year, it took a long time. We've only just begun Cause next year is our year We don't own
12: a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.